now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like the show and think we deserve a five-star rating, and obviously we do, rate us and post a review. Also, although our main purpose in life is to entertain you, producing this show costs actual money. So please help out by going to patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried and pledging your support to receive all sorts of goodies, merchandise, personalized roast, and shout-outs, advanced access to episodes or personal messages from me, Gilbert Gottfried. And if we raise enough, maybe I can finally get a new co-host. I'm thinking of the Scarlett Johansson robot. It's Gilbert Gottfried. I'm here with my co-host Frank Santo Padre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. <sighs> you know, I was at this event downtown. I wanted to say I forgot. I told Frank this story. I was in an event. Tina Fey and and Stephen Colbert and uh, our pal Robert Smigel and some other people were doing something downtown. They were doing a live reading of a failed pilot. And uh, so a guy comes over to the table and he says, are, are you Frank? And I said, yes, he's a fan of the podcast. Turns out to be a friend of Frank Verderosa's, <laughs> Larry Kenny's son. Yeah, who we should, we should have Larry on. Absolutely. And he says to me, my wife and I actually walk around the house saying, and my co-host, Frank Santo Padre. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I was flattered and terrified. Well, they, they, they may not recall that it took Gilbert about 20 episodes. Yeah. To yeah. <laughs> no, depending on how far we go with these cartoons, Larry's probably in half of them. I'll bet he is. I, I got a tweet yep. from some woman who said, her husband walks around the house singing Dummy in the Window. That's right. I saw that one, too. Yeah. Another woman said, did you see the woman who wrote to us and said that we saved her life because she oh, was driving yes. over a dangerous precipice? Yes. Somewhere? Did you see this? Did they they share this with you? No, they sh- they should it. make that into a movie with Tom Hanks. <laughs> Some lovely woman, and we'll read her name on a few, we'll read it, actually, we'll read the email on a future episode, wrote to us and Dara shared it with me and she said that uh, she and her daughters were driving it was a dangerous curve somewhere I guess in the southwest and and she was she's afraid of heights and it was hairpin turns and so she put on she put on our Adam West episode and she said Adam's dulcet tones soothed and oh, calmed her yeah. I know it wasn't Gilbert's <laughs> so does Tom Hanks play Adam or Gilbert? He plays Gilbert, <laughs> he plays Gilbert. The Precipice starring Tom Hanks as Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> with Meg Ryan as the driver oh, I loved I would live to see that that I would live to see that okay so where we left off we were doing 1966 was a pretty incredible year 
for television premieres. And I was saying on Facebook, imagine living in a time when the Green Hornet and the Monkees and Star Trek and Mission Impossible and It's About Time oh, yes. all debuted like within 10 days of each other. It's amazing. It is. Unless it's just that we lived through that, so yes. we romanticize <laughs> yes. those shows. But we left off talking about a series called The Monroes. Right, and you don't want to leave people hanging on The Monroes. <laughs> oh, I think of this one was a quickie. I felt, I felt bad about that. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so The Monroes, 1966. Five orphans establish a homestead in 1870s Wyoming. Another one of those homestead in Wyoming shows. Yeah, so it was sort of like what, like the Big Valley or something like that. But or it's got, uh, what's the uh, Michael Landon? The Little House on the yeah. Prairie. Barbara Hershey was was oh was the star. She was Barbara Siegel Ooh. before she was Barbara Hershey. And I don't know if you know these others. Liam Sullivan. Nope. Ben well, Johnson? no, she was no. Barbara Hershey first. Oh, was, oh, and oh. then she saw a dead seagull. That's right. So she That's thought right. the soul of the seagull right. <laughs> went into her body. Thus, she called herself Barbara Seagull. Not seagull like George Seagull. Yeah, yes. Seagull. Uh, the seagull. actual seagull. Yes. Yeah. No relation to Jonathan Livingston. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara Hershey was a was a, a hot piece of oh uh, yes of yeah. uh, property a hot, a hot number piece of property. I should clean that up. Um, so that was the Monroes. That was the Monroes. And how long did that one last? Because I barely uh, remember it. Well, let me see. I just kicked the over Swiss the Family one. Robinson was also a series with oh, with I yes. think Jim Francis uh, not Jim Franciscus the guy from uh, Helen Hayes' son from uh, Hawaii Five O James MacArthur. Monroe's disappeared into my phone. I guess we okay, weren't meant well, to we're, know. We won't know how long, the, how long the Monroe's lasted. Will remain a mystery until someone writes us about it. We're gonna go from uh, from the M's. And, and what's to, what was her son's name again? Whose son? Uh, on uh, on uh, Swiss Family Robinson. I can't remember. No, you just said. Oh, James MacArthur. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> MacArthur's park is oh, melting no, no, in the no, dark. No. All the sweet green icings <laughs> flowing down. Someone back. left the cake out <laughs> in the rain. Oh, no. I don't. Think that I can take it because it took so long to bake it, and I'll never have that recipe again. Oh no! Oh no! You know, you're not helping us book Jimmy Webb. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was your fault, Frank. I hate to tell you, oh, you walked right into that I, one. Set him up. <laughs> the glass in my Oliver People's glasses just shattered. Gil, I have to talk to you about me undies. Oh yes. Uh, they are made from sustainably sourced modal, which is a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton, and that's why once you put them on, you realize why they're called the world's most comfortable underwear. And I think if you have me undies. Forget spending money on silk underwear. Oh, yeah, I swear to God, yeah, it feels like silk. Very, very comfortable. It's like a, it's like a pillowcase around your junk. Yeah. <laughs> and this this is absolutely true. When the mic wasn't on, yeah, and we were just about to do this, you said, you know, it really is good underwear. I wasn't kidding. And and I said, yeah. yeah and yeah. both of us right now. Whether you want to think about it or not, both of us are wearing me undies. Oh, I want to think about it. Yeah, I'll think about it tonight when I get home. I'm wearing my blue and orange stripes. 
because I'm a Met fan and that's and also a fan of the 64 World's Fair. If you don't love, here's the best part. If you don't love your first pair of me undies, they're free. No questions asked. Which sounds like and, something Sheldon Leonard should yes. be saying in a mob movie. <laughs> no questions asked. Uh, and shipping is free in the U.S. Gill and Canada, and you can save up to eight bucks a pair with Me Undies subscription plan. So not only are they comfortable underwear, it's a great deal. And they're called the most comfortable underwear in the world, and they really are. They really are. Get the subscription or a single pair. You get 20% off your first order, which is a good deal, when you go to MeUndies.com slash Gilbert. That's MeUndies.com slash Gilbert for 20% off your first order. MeUndies.com slash Gilbert. Let's go to the ends. Um, the new adventures of Superman. Than a speeding bullet. It's the same narration as yes. the black and white series. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Remember this? I I remember there was a Superman cartoon that Max Fleischer made. No, that's long ago. That's that's, that's from the those, 40s. those were theatrical. Yeah, yeah, those were released yeah. in theaters. This I think was filmation. I'm gonna I, I'm 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 going on pure memory here. Paul will back me up. And I think Bud Collier. Do you remember Bud Collier? He was the host of To Tell the Truth. Oh, and he was also the voice of Superman. And I think this is the one. And I, years later, I was on a Superman cartoon, a two or three of them, yeah. where Tim Daly was Superman. Right, right. And I was Miss Jess Pickley. How do you say that again? I, the way it was pronounced to me for the cartoon was Miss Yes Pickley. Miss Yes Pickley. Yeah. Look look that it, one up when you get a chance, keeps, Everyone I it's, talk to says it a different way. Yeah. Was, was Bud Collier the voice of Superman on that series in Bud 66? Collier. Bud Collier. Yeah. Right on the Some line. say like Mixelpig. Was it the idea that, wasn't there something about the guy had some kind of immunity because nobody could pronounce his name oh, yes, or something like yes. that? that was what, his, yeah, what was the gimmick of that character? Yeah, it, was, it name, was something, if you said his name, he'd disappear. Okay. Right, but nobody could say his name. So yeah. It was, uh, sort of like the opposite of Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. say his name yes. three times. He actually he appears. Up, and right. I guess it all started with Rumpelstiltskin. There you go. But yeah. This, this ran uh, till 1970. Really? Yeah. Four wow. years of this yeah. animated Superman. Wow. Now, who was the company behind it? It's. I think I said. Is it Fleischman or so? Who did oh, you Fleischer. say? Oh, Fleischer. Not Max Fleischer. Fleischer. Well, I don't think it was Fleischer. It I think could have been the company. Let me see. Could have been Fleischman's margarine. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been new, new, new gold. Was it filmation? Created by, <clears throat> excuse me, Lou Scheimer. Lou Scheimer, yeah. Lou Scheimer <clears throat> did a lot of those DC uh, cartoons. Jerome the... Siegel was the character creator and Joseph Schuster the character designer. Right. Well, he was the, one of the co-creators of Superman. So. Yeah, that's those those cartoons, those DC superhero cartoons of the '60s, are the things that Robert Smigel parodies so beautifully. Oh yeah, right, with the ambiguously right. gay duo and and the ex presidents <laughs> and a lot of those things. He right. really calls up that school of uh, where Ted Knight was doing a lot of those voiceovers. Oh, that's right. He did the voiceovers for uh, a lot of those uh, those DC cartoons. Uh, moving on, we're going to go through the ends. The Newlywed Game premiered. In, okay. uh, in 1966 with Bob Eubanks, which is interesting. Uh, do you remember a show called Occasional Wife? Oh, geez. 
I like the kind of I racy. like the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Georgina Spelvin. Um, oh my God! No, I'm kidding. I made oh, that. Gee. Up. Oh, jeez. This sounds like something she would have been. Oh, in. that day, it does. <laughs> it didn't mean didn't mean to excite you. Oh Let's man. Let's jump to the to the peas and uh, this show, Frankie. I've been long overdue, my dear. File them under, I owe you. How to do, how to do, well, hello, it's you. Love my dress, love my jewels, are they moxie boo? They belong to the Internal Revenue, and they've got us eating stew. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave away the title. Sounds like somebody's takeoff in Carol Channing for a minute. There. Do you remember this, the Pruitts of Southampton? I, oh, Phyllis Diller. Also, I remember a title. One like season, that, but thirty episodes, or maybe thirty were were ordered. It says here seventeen, maybe seventeen aired. Uh, listen to this cast: Phyllis Diller, Gypsy Rose Lee. Oh my God! The British actor Reginald Gardner. Oh. Am I keeping you up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got John Aston here. Is John, John Aston, Aston, Richard Deacon, and Marty oh. Ingalls, and Marty Ingalls reteaming from I I Dickens remember Paul Lind and Paul Lind. Oh, oh, we, 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 we we buried the lead. <laughs> I, I I remember Gypsy Rose Lee used to pop up on the Merv Griffin show. Uh huh. And and she you'd look at her. She was really old. And like you know, these <laughs> rotten yellow teeth and really wrinkled face, and she'd go like, you know, in my day, uh, we didn't. It wasn't taking your clothes off. It was the art of the dance. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and you, I was watching this as a kid, going, well. What guys back then were turned on by? <laughs> you made her sound like uh, Broderick Crawford. <laughs> and then she started going ten four, ten four. <laughs> Here's the premise of the Pruitts of Southampton. The Pruitts, a supposedly wealthy family on Long Island in the Hamptons, were approached by the IRS about overdue taxes, and an audit revealed they were broke. But rather than reveal this publicly and cause the economic depression, which would presumably result. An improbably charitable IRS allowed them to continue living in the mansion and maintaining the pretensions of great wealth. I'm going to have to talk to my accountant and yeah. see what if premise. there's anything yeah. to this premise. Yeah. Based on a yeah. novel. You've certainly been uh, maintaining the uh, appearance of great oh, yes. wealth. Yes. <laughs> He's got a lot of people fooled. <laughs> that was the Pruitts of Southampton. And I, I should point out that that theme song was composed by the great Vic Mizzy. Of the of Adam's family. Oh, fame. really? Yeah. yeah, that seems like one of those like we we need a theme song that tells the audience this is a comedy. You know, somebody yeah. suggested that as an episode, as a mini episode, and we should do it. Theme songs that explain the show. Oh yes. Yeah. So oh we'll, my God. We'll gather up a bunch and a do bubble it. and crude. That's yeah, a bubble and crude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or F, F Troop. F Troop. Every yeah. one yeah. of the, the Miller Boyette. Yeah. was like that. But also the great ones in the '60s. You know, the Brady Bunch and, and yeah. all the Sherwood Schwartz ones. Yeah, that's a great okay, idea. Okay, jumping into the R's, the Rat Patrol with Christopher George. Mean anything? Oh. He was also the immortal. We talked about Man on the Run show. Oh, that's He was the guy right. that had the special blood. Now, was he was married to Susan George. Nope, he right? was married nope. to Linda Day George from Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
not Susan. Susan George was also a uh, quite fetching. Oh yes, from Straw Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. The Road West. One of our favorite uh, uh, performers, Roger Miller, had a show that debuted in 1966. The Roger Miller Show. Roger Miller. Dang me! Dang me! Better take yeah. a rope and hang me. King of the road. Yeah. We, yeah. we talked about him with John Biner, who was his buddy. Uh, the round trailer for trading rent. Room to let 50 cents. <laughs> I'm a man <laughs> of means, by no means, king of the road. <laughs> I love that song. Super Dave, that's the song that's playing in the famous Super Dave clip that we talked about with oh, Bob Ice. Wow. He's got the piano on the flatbed truck. Yes. Uh, we, uh, let's see. What else? Oh, we got this one queued up. Uh, we're still okay. in the R's. Here we go. And we've talked about this on previous shows, Frank. This is Buddy Overstreet. He's wanted by the head of the most powerful crime syndicate in the country. In the steam room, Buddy overheard their vital secrets and the mysterious <laughs> words, Chicken Little. Now he knows too much. These are the orders given to all members of the syndicate from one end of the country to the other. Get him. Get him. Get him. Sounds like that's smart. Yeah, it that does. Is, it does. Oh my God! And yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So that's Run, Buddy, Run. Yes, I that one I remember. Yeah, starring Jack Sheldon. Yes. Who's still with us? <clears throat> Narrated by. And, that was, of course, Ted Knight. We just and, we just and listening to that it. theme music, I I think like that could have been great theme music for this podcast too. Yeah. Oh, it's well, perfect. Maybe we'll change it up. Yeah. Down the down the line, and we'll we'll do we'll that, have somebody do something like that. That lasted for us. from September twelfth, nineteen sixty six, to January second, nineteen sixty seven. And is it about? It's sort of the same premise it's, as Some Like It Hot, right? It's about a musician who witnesses a a, uh, a mob, yes, a mob yes. killing. I can't get the synopsis Should have given here. Billy yeah, Wilder and, uh, a credit And this on. was like a comedy version of The Fugitive and Run for Your Life. Right. And the reason, I think the reason that music sounds a little and gets- And branded. Sm- and branded. And all the other uh, Man on the Run shows we talked about. Leonard Stern, who was one of the producers behind and one of the brains behind Get Smart. Oh, okay. Created this show. Now, it says here that Jack Sheldon was a jazz trumpet player and singer. Still is. Still is. He's also the voice of I'm Just a Bill. Really? Oh my God! Rock. That's right. Wow. That's right. Yeah, which Frankie and I were talking about yeah. before. All right, Jack Sheldon. We should chase him down. Moving on, Shane, the famous Alan Ladd movie was apparently oh, yeah. a TV series, Ooh. which I did not know in nineteen. I did not know uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> in nineteen. 19- hey, oh. <laughs> in nineteen sixty-six. Here's one we did know: Space Ghost debuted. Oh yes, yeah. Nineteen sixty-six, voiced by. Ooh. We lost him. We wanted him for the podcast desperately. Ooh. Greetings from downtown Burbank. Oh, Gary Owens. Gary Owens, yes. Oh. And I believe Jace, I believe the boy character was Tim, uh, young Tim Matheson, who would also oh. be good for this show. Yeah. Tim Matheson. Uh, the Space Cadets, I don't know what that is. Uh, a little show called Star Trek, the original series, debuted 50 years ago. Uh, the Super Six, does that mean anything? Nothing. To anybody? Um, Nothing at all. Okay. Here's one. Uh, T-H-E Cat. Oh, was that with Robert Loja? Robert Loja. <laughs> yeah. 
What can you tell me about it? Mr. <laughs> Mr. Smarty. <laughs> now that well, you've raised your hand. Well, it had Robert Lodge. Yes. <laughs> it was an equalizer kind of show about a guy who settles scores. Oh. Which was a little ahead of its time. Yeah. Not Robert Lodge, another one we, we, we should have gotten. Oh, he would have been great. What a character. Uh, the Tammy Grimes Show. Remember Tammy Grimes? Oh, yes. She had a sitcom. Now, who was it? Did Tammy Grimes, was she in the original Saved by the Bell? I think that was uh, Haley Mills. Haley Mills. From the, Haley from the Mills. Parent Trap. Yes, yes, yes. Sister of Juliet Mills of Nanny and the Professor fame, oh. if I'm not incorrect. Paul, you can back me up on this. Why is all of this in my brain? <laughs> Who, what are we looking for? Uh, you know, Juliet Mills. Is Juliet Mills the sister of Haley Mills? I believe they are. Well, I'm on Tammy Grimes. Here. Oh well, give us Tammy Grimes. <laughs> okay. Tammy, Tammy Grimes was married to somebody famous. Wikipedia. What does it say? Uh, what do we got here? Tammy Grimes. She's lo- kind of cute. Yeah, I think we lost Tammy. Uh, Spouse Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. Oh, there you go. Christopher wow. Plummer. No slouch. Uh, also, Jeremy Slate and Richard Bell in sequence. Right. Did she pass away? Tammy Grimes. Born January 30th, 1934. Apparently She's around. Not. She's around. Oh, I apologize. How old would she be? 35, she'd be uh, 80, 81. Uh, yeah, 81. Uh, okay, we'll call her, but let's not rush this one. <laughs> well, we've got a chance. Let's get everything straightened out first. Then when we have a chance, we'll give her a call. Here's a show we absolutely would be remiss in mentioning, and that is uh, That Girl, uh, oh, created yeah. by our yeah. pal there Bill Persky, 50 years ago. And oh I posted it. I posted God. it on Facebook. Tarzan. With Ron Eli. Yes, yes. That, that I remember. In, in 1966. Uh, the game show Truth or Consequences. Really? I would have yeah. thought that went back longer. You remember this show? I, Truth or Consequences? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that much about it. Um, and last but not least, uh, debuting in, uh, in 1966. And this starred somebody that we were spending a little time with at Ooh. the uh, at the uh, nostalgic convention in new jersey yes. and he said he'd do the show james darren yes yes and lee merriweather was yeah. on the show and what was the show created by irwin allen was it time tunnel look at you <laughs> you are a stud <laughs> the time tunnel uh, if I was a stud, I wouldn't know all the shit. I <laughs> if I knew a thing about pussy, I wouldn't be able to name these shows <laughs> or sing that theme song. All right. And that wraps. 1966. I, I always heard that women really went nuts for MacArthur Park. Oh, yes. oh. <laughs> they, they get they get aroused in a cool McCool reference. <laughs> That's it. And this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsession. Frankie, take us out with something fun from 1966. Oh. Double O. C double O, C double O L, C double O L Mac. <laughs> <laughs>